here we are again. I'm Dr. David Brock. I'm the co-host with, along with Dr. Sharon McDaniel. And here we are for another podcast of What's Up, Cuz. What's up, Cuz? What's up, Cuz? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Any day above ground is a good day. It's a good day. And the sun is shining. The weather keeps tricking us. I don't know whether it's going to be cold, hot, summer, winter, whatever's going on outside. But I'm just glad to be here to well, face and it. And we will take the sun. So we're good about the sun today. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, it's an opportunity we get to share again <clears throat> with our listeners. Uh, we know that February is Heart Health Month, and so we're just grateful to be able to bring awareness to uh, heart health and heart disease. And I'm excited. We just uh, had our eighth annual, our seventh annual, excuse me, seventh annual Rhonda D. Wright Red Hat Healthy Heart Luncheon. Go, boy. You got it this time. I got time. it this oh time. Oh, my goodness. You've been practicing. <laughs> I have been. I have been. I, I, I just started calling it the Red Hat, but... We know that the Red Hat Luncheon was started here in Pittsburgh as a result of you losing your dear sister Rhonda to heart disease. And it was your heart's desire to make certain that people were aware, especially our people, yes. were aware of uh, heart disease. And so we started the Red Hat Healthy Heart Luncheon seven years ago. In these last few years, we were virtual. So we did it virtually this uh, past weekend. And we had good uh, listenership and uh, prizes and giveaways and things. We had two doctors from from UPMC uh, uh, Cardiovascular Heart Center uh, on the podcast. I mean, well, one was on the podcast, mm -hmm. but then... We had them who also presented along with exercises that people could do to get healthy and other other uh, tidbits around heart health. But being that it's February, we wanted to continue heart health and uh, and bring awareness to heart health. And so I'm excited about the fact that we have a special guest that is joining us today. We have our very first guest, Doc. Hey, that's exciting. That's exciting. We're moving on up. Hey, we are. To the east side. <laughs> to a penthouse apartment. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm, why don't you take a moment and just kind of introduce our guest today, and we're just going to talk with him and let him share uh, some of his wisdom and knowledge around heart health. Absolutely. So we have, I guess, uh, Michael Washington, who is a healthcare broker with Redirect Health. And Michael has been a friend of mine for a very long time. And as he was listening to the last podcast, he said, you know, Doc, there's a, lots of statistics that I'd like to bring to the fore and talk to your audience about. So we have our very first guest who operates in the sector. And uh, we're so delighted to have you, Michael. So, Michael, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our audience who you are? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, appreciate it. Um, yes, my name is Michael Washington. I'm currently a healthcare broker uh, here down in South Arizona uh, for Redirect Health. Um, you know, my duties include uh, examining, uh, analyzing, pitching, selling the, uh, call it a necessary evil when it comes to the healthcare space. Um, but being on the side of, being on the side of, the business uh, or the back end of things, I'm able to, you know, see a lot of data that goes into not only group plans, but, you know, when it comes to policies and how it, you know, affects the economy down to the, you know, uh, consumer, right? So I, I, I never knew I'd be in this space, um, you know, growing up, you know, my, my life revolves around football, being a professional athlete, you know, when the, went to University of Hawaii, Actually, from Alacopa, from uh, Western PA. Um, then from there, you know, uh, graduated University of Hawaii. Uh, played professionally for nine years. 
And then, you know, uh, through the course of retirement, you know, you, you, you know, I just found my space in the, in the healthcare space. Cause one of the things that I've always been fond of is the health, health always been, uh, uh, one of those top priorities for me. So in terms of following a, a diet or really a work, a lifestyle now, um, you know, it always been important because, you know, as you know, year after year, day after day, week after week is always some type of crazy, um, uh, event when it comes to health, particularly in the black community. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, I guess in the religious sense, you know, uh, <laughs> God called me down this path. So this is where I'm at. So thanks for having me. Well, no, that's excellent. And I think that, you know, fusing your work, your professional career um, as a professional athlete, and then thinking that you are in the healthcare space, I think that, you know, being an elite athlete, you know how to take care of your body and the things that happen. And so um, we just want to really dig into some of the questions that um, we have, because we believe that you know, your, your life's work now will lead us into a better understanding of healthcare in America, but more importantly, how the African American community can take care of themselves. So we'll, Dr. Brock and I will go back and forth asking you some questions. And, um, so I'll start off with, um, the question about, we know that, um, Heart disease is the number one ca- cause of death of Americans in this, you know, nation and, and worldwide. And so why do you think that most people are not aware of heart disease being the, you know, the risk factors and the, the cause of death in this country. And what are some things that we can do to address that in the African-American community? Yeah, that's, that's, I think most people are aware. They just ignore the sign, right? So we all have it. So it's not normal for folks to be sick uh, on, a, on a quarterly, daily, or weekly basis or that time of the year. It's not normal to you know, wake up to be like, hey, I had sharp pain here or I had numbness here or, uh, you know, chest pains there. So the, the, the awareness has always been there. I think we just, we just, we ignore those physical signs. And, you know, one of the things that I always think that is, um, you know, necessary that happens all the time when, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys see them or, or, or do it there. Um, the mobile heart screening, you know, uh, Rarely do I see a bunch of black folks lining up outside of that mobile heart, uh, mobile mobile home getting a heart screen, right? And I think it's just a, a necessary tool to find out where your blood numbers are at. I mean, it's free, it's little effort just to see where your baseline is at, um, and that's a good guideline in terms of understanding where you at and how you can self improve. And now moving to that self improve space, that's where you know that's where the the obstacles and hurdles. Um, I, I say plaguing not only Black Americans but just Americans in general. If you just look at the data, because you know, if you look at the average height and weight of, of men nowadays compared to you know 40, 50 years ago, it has exponentially just increased. And I'm talking about to where now that you know the average height and weight of a woman now is the, with the same weight now as a man. In the 1980s, a full-grown man. So there's there's a problem there. There's a disconnect there, and that has to do with a lot of nutrition, um, uh, access to healthy foods, um, exercising, and things of that nature. So it's just, it's a discipline that starts uh, internally first. So it's a mental discipline, right? Um, before it's actually a physical. So when it comes to these uh, 
New Year resolutions because you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of them is jails being packed January first every year. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's gonna die down three weeks later because exactly. folks just don't want to put in the hard work. Yeah, they call that the great resignation that happens around the thirteenth or so of the month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Michael, based on the research you shared with us, um, statistics show that African Americans are disproportionately affected by obesity, and it, it startled me when I looked at it. At thirty-seven percent of Black men twenty years or older, and then fifty-five percent of Black women twenty years or older are obese. If you add that together, that's like ninety-two percent. Mm-hmm. If you add those two yeah. numbers together. So so why do you believe that so many African-American men and women are obese? Uh, quite frankly, it has everything. So obesity, well, oh, your weight has to do with your decision on every bit of muscle that you put into your mouth, right? So we're talking about weight before you get to obese. Obese is, according to the CDC, is a, is a is a disease, right? So it's a, it's a chronic disease. So let's, let's talk about getting overweight first, right? And that is controlled from what you put into your mouth, and that just comes from nutrition, right? So you know, and I get it. There also there are some environmental structures or social structures that prevent uh, you know certain communities from having access to healthy foods, right? So you know, you go to a Whole Foods or something like that. A lot of black folks ain't shopping at Whole Check. For whole food, <laughs> right? It's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, na- naturally, our diet will be the, the family dollars, the McDonald's, the liquor store, right? You know, because people only associate with, with, with nearby them. Nobody's going to travel 30 miles to whole, to whole food to, to buy, you know, a head of lettuce that costs $10, where I can, at $10, I can get a full uh, KFC bunch of the chicken with gravy and mac and cheese, right? Mm-hmm. But, Right. You know, so that's how people are making health conscious decisions, right? It's, it's, it's through their pocket. So having access to adequate, you know, um, you know, health choices when it comes to grocery stores is it, big. Also, you know, we don't even grow our own food, right? Our own fruits and vegetables and stuff in the backyard and things of that nature. So we don't even do that ourselves. So when it comes to those numbers, a lot of it has to do with, you know, access to clean eating and, and, and access to access to food, right? So that's that's a big that's a big part of it. And the other half of it is, is uh activity, you know, how many hours that you put in in terms of having you know, being active, right? So I mean according to the C D C you only need thirty minutes, right? right. Now with the ad the advent of, of phones, right? I mean people take thirty minutes just take the number two on the toilet. So I'm like, man, you follow this. Just go to the gym, get on the treadmill, you can you can still have your Instagram or whatever YouTube up right. while you're walking and running. Like you don't really have to do high intensity training. You can do low intensity training or something they call uh moderate intensity training where you're constantly moving your body. So there's stepper, uh the treadmill, putting on the incline, right? So you there's 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 ways you can do so and, and, and be proactive, you know, but one is, you know, access to adequate nutritional food. And then the second part of that is just not being active. And that's just not for black people or black Americans, but just America as a whole. Like, you just made it. Well, I well, wasn't going to go there, but but you did. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, I know. wasn't going to say it, but but so true. Especially when you just talked about uh, the 
uh, resignation of of your degree to or your commitment not even lasting three weeks. You mm-hmm. know, you start out, you do that gym membership. And I was reading an article and they said that gyms make most of their money in that one month period. Uh, of people taking out memberships and stuff and they never show up and they never show up <laughs> and then a lot of them forget to even cancel the membership so they pay for it for months mm-hmm. and never utilize it as you said you could walk on the treadmill and just get active so so michael i wanted to go right. to you and, and, and talk about because i think you raised something that's really important and i know you being raised by your grandparents you saw you know healthy fruits and vegetables being um, grown in your backyards and so we know in black communities there is something called called a food desert where um, in fact in Pittsburgh one of the major um, giant eagles was closed um, and, and left people in, in the pickle if you will in terms of where they would shop and so we know that there are food deserts in our communities but what are some other ways that we can really combat um, not just going to that corner store where one the, the, the cost of the items are escalated if you will and their poor quality so what are some things that you would offer for consideration that we should be thinking about as we negotiate the food deserts that are often in our communities yes um, and that's a great point you bring up because that does happen however though you know um, the folks are more just educated uh, about food in terms of what to stay away from. And then, you know, we can, we can, we can come back that or then they eliminate uh, some of those environmental conditions. So what I mean by that is that most things that you should stay away when it comes to food is it's anything white, right? So anything like white sugar, mm-hmm. uh, white, white, uh, white flour, uh, Salt, uh, white bread, you know, uh, white rice. Like, those are things you want to stay away from because those things are all stripped of the nutrients. One, it has no nutrients, and they, you know, they're, they, they're broken down to simple sugars, right? And we know simple sugars don't lead to fat, right, if you're, if you're not, you know, proactive or, you know, working out. So if, if you're just aware of those certain things, you know, you can actually make a – a lot more healthy and be food conscious in terms of what, what you can pick or right, what, what you're eating. Mm-hmm. You so you don't necessarily have to travel to break, you know, break the bank to afford that $5 head of lettuce or bacon. We just stay away from certain additives and chemicals into food because here in America, as you know, uh, foods are, are, are most likely, I'll say about 85% of it is it has some type of additive or some type of long word that you see in the back of those ingredients that you can't pronounce, right? I was like, man, that's not food, man. That's not food. My granddad always told me that the longer the shelf life, the shorter yours. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. The longer the shelf life, the shorter, shorter yours. yours. I have uh, to. Yeah. I have to pin that one on our when we when we launch this. Yes. Definitely. Well, Michael, let me let me ask you a question because you mentioned uh, uh, salt, and research suggests it suggested that African Americans may carry a gene that makes them more salt sensitive. And it increases our risk of high blood pressure or heart disease. Do do you agree or with that suggestion? Or if you don't, why not? And if you do, why do you? Yeah, I, I, I tend, 
Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But my personal opinion, I don't agree with it because you know, one, you need, everyone needs salt in their bodies, right? Um, uh, but being susceptible to it, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know any research when it comes to that. However, though, I just think it's just another. Uh, if folks knew about that, I just think it would be another reason as a, as a cop out, right? To mm-hmm. the reason why. I am this way because you understand that as, as, as human beings, man, we're creatures of habits. We like we like the uh, the path of least resistance, right? So if I already am predisposed to something, right, and I, I have an excuse, I have a reason to make an excuse about it. It's going to further allow me not to be accountable for my own actions, right? So you know whether you you know whether that is true or not, you still got to get up to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Just, rather it's like if somebody was diagnosed with thyroid, right? You still got to get to do the work. You can't use thyroid as an excuse, right? Because our health is one of the most prized possessions that we take it granted for all the time. We'll compromise our money for it. We'll compromise our sleep for it. We'll compromise relationships for it, our employment for it. And it's one of the most prized possessions when you come down to it because, as you know, life expectancy gets shorter and shorter and shorter. Like before, we used to say, you know, mid-age or, you know, uh, was around like 50, but the average person is living only to like 70 now. So 35, 30, you, you, you mid-age now. So, <laughs> yeah. Then I'm, then I'm close to ancient. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think that that's very interesting. I was just reading an article that really talked about, so the life expectancy had crept up, but for African Americans, it was still lower than our white and um, other counterparts. And with COVID, that that number went down um, even further for African Americans. So it's interesting that you 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 say that. But the other piece that I'm thinking about as we think about heart disease and some of the things that we're doing to our bodies is this whole idea that we smoke. And so 34 percent of uh, Black men and women smoke. Now, I've never smoked, you know, I think maybe I tried it when I was 15. I'm like, why would anybody want to do this? And so um, why do you think the numbers are so high, remain so high for um, black women and men in terms of cigarette smoking? Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Not only, you know, so normally when you, when you see unhealthy habits, Right when you when a person is eating bad, right, most likely all their other habits going to be attributed with it. Right, so someone who's unhealthy is not just unhealthy uh, from a physical standpoint; they're unhealthy from a mental standpoint as well. Someone who, who who's you know had bad eating health habits are probably most likely going to have bad habits when it comes to their approach to their daily life. Right, they're probably going to be hanging around folks who's probably have bad habits as well in terms of being overweight, all right, because healthy people don't smoke, right? So unhealthy people smoke, right? And those two usually, uh, the correlation usually goes alongside each other, whether it's, you know, smoking cigarettes or smoking weed, you know, that's one of a lot of things that, you know, we don't talk about is Smoking weed. It's like, oh, listen, man, that weed. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all that burning weed. weed. The ganja. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Ganja, chronic, right. you know, perk, whatever you want to call it, right? It's, 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 and and it's, it's, so, it's so pushed in pop culture, whether you talk about rappers, um, uh, uh, 
celebrities, actors, it's pushed so high in our community that it's like, you know, people just make an excuse like, oh, it's just me. It's not going to do anything. Well, probably not have the same effect of a cigarette, but you're still clogging up your lungs, man. And your lungs are direct correlation to your cardiovascular health, mm-hmm. right? Cardiovascular health is associated with your heart. So yeah, yeah, you're so right, man. I was I was actually talking to some young people the other day, and I was actually talking to a young lady in her 20s, and she uh, is Jamaican, and she was saying, you know, she she smokes weed on the regular, mm. and she was talking about. She said, "But there's one that I won't smoke," and I was like, "What is that?" And she said, "It's called mind rape." I was like, "Why would you? What? Why would mind yeah. rape? Mm. Like, why would you? I would. I, I I couldn't even comprehend. I'm like." Yeah, the name alone should, should tell you something. If you yeah. smoke this, it's going to rape your mind. Think mm-hmm. about that, mind rape. Yeah. And they're giving these things, and then the things are laced with so many other things. So you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Where they try to think, Michael, that, that smoking weed is safer than cigarettes, as you said, it's still uh, putting it in your lungs. It's putting it in your body. There's still things that they're lacing it with. You know, I mean, you don't know anymore now. They're lacing everything uh, with fentanyl. So you can you, you'll never know what yeah. you're getting your hands on. But like you said, uh, you spoke to poor habits. And so, you know, I was looking at at, you know, high blood and, and high cholesterol and obesity. And then we were talking just about smoking. But you mentioned even physical inactivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all that they call risk factors. They say these are risk factors or so-called risk factors. And so what you, you talked about people being lazy. And, you know, and I'll be truthful. My wife is a I call her a gym rat because she gets up. She's up at four something in the morning going to the gym. I'm 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 going to be truthful. I'm rolling over saying the Lord be with you, you know, at four in the morning. God keep you while you go. But she as you know, she's adamant when I was when I was dating her, I asked her her father, you know, tell me something about her. And he said, well, she's better when she works out. And I was like, okay, well, she needs to keep working out. But anyway, she works out. She goes to the gym. But for those that don't, Michael, can you share some moderate lifestyle changes you would suggest that they can do to reduce their risk? Yeah, for for sure. And one of the easy things people can do is just be in a caloric deficit. So what I mean by that is, right, so we burn calories all the time, breathing, waking up, walking, talking on the phone, uh, walking from the, the from the house to the court and whatnot. So you're gonna you just burn calories just doing your normal everyday just living, right? But what I mean by a caloric deficit is, you know, even someone who doesn't work out as often, right, you just gotta you just gotta follow this simple rule. Calories in versus calories out. So if I know I didn't work out today, well that shouldn't give me an excuse to eat that that medium sized piece of dominoes. That's a thousand calories. <laughs> right? So if I know I didn't work out today, right, then I can't, I gotta make a conscious decision. I can't have that pizza. I'm gonna, I gotta have this salad to keep in the caloric deficit, right? So the, cause it keeps you in ketosis. It keeps your, you know, uh, it keeps you in, in a burner state, right? It keeps your, your metabolism burning. So, you know, you can be in the caloric deficit. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, uh, uh uploading calories to where, you know, now you're getting fat. So those, that's one of the most simple things a person can do is just be, it's being a caloric deficit. And all it is is calories in versus calories out, right? So if I know I'm not working out today or I haven't been working out in a while, I can't I can't make that conscious decision to, you know, uh, I want to have those crumble cookies or I need to have that, you know, that soul food or that, that pizza. You can't, you can't do it. So despite anything else, just being in a caloric deficit. 
So, Michael, I know that, um, and thank you for that, but I, I also know, and you didn't mention that you are not only a nutritionist, but a personal trainer as well. And so I remember when you were training me, you really talked about this whole idea that 80% of weight loss is really about your diet. It's 20% mm-hmm. is about the exercise. And so I see, I remembered all of that. So I think when you talk about a calorie deficit, but it's also the quality and what you eat, but ensuring that you recognize if you're just loading up on sugar and you go out and work out for an hour, it doesn't matter because you really are putting poor things in your body. So can you talk about that balance? Cause some people will just stay at the gym for, you know, three hours, but then they come home and have a really poor diet. So can you talk about the equipment? of that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, so 80, about 80-85% of, of, of weight loss, uh, and also weight loss and fat loss attribute to your nutrition exponentially, like your nutrition, a thousand percent, right? So, again, you always want to stay away from those, you know, those, those white sugars, white salts, and flowers, white bread, things of that nature, right? But it only takes 35, 40 minutes of high intensity moderate to high intensity exercises um, to burn 500 calories. So, and that's simple, right? So, um, in terms of making those, uh, the health conscious decisions, it's, it's, you always want to have high protein, right? Because uh, protein is the main protein synthesis to break down muscles and rebuild muscle, right? And you know, always need, you know, fats and carbs because those are your energy source, right? So, when you're you know, when you're done working out and, and or you're tired, you haven't worked out in like a day or two. Those those uh, those fats and those carbs, those good carbs that you had consumed 48 hours prior, they're still used as a, the energy burning source, right? So, you know, in terms of high protein, you know, you always you know you can always go with a uh, uh, chicken breast, right? Those that's high protein, zero zero carbs, uh, salmon. Particularly when it comes to fish, uh, also haddock and cod, cod as well, tuna, right? Uh, greens, you know, you can never go wrong with greens. Mm-hmm. Like asparagus, Brussels sprouts, kale, things of that nature. Then as far as like uh, fats, you know, you can cook grape seed oil. You got avocados out there, um, yogurt as well. Uh, you know, you can use yams, black potential things for your carbs, uh, brown rice. So. These, and these are all foods we ate or have have eaten, right. and, um, and and some of these things are and majority of these things are inexpensive, like brown rice, beans, and lettuce is very inexpensive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you can go to get a chicken breast for not for not that much. So you can so even if you're on a budget, right? You can still have you can still make healthy conscious and, and, and live healthy, right? And I'm talking about meal prepping this stuff out as, as well. So we ain't talking about going to Whole Foods and get, you know, a filet for $58, right? right you can right. be on a budget, of, right. you can have a budget of $20 and still meal prep for the week. Well, you know what, to your point, that that's one of the questions we were going to ask you, because a lot of people say it's hard to eat healthy on a budget. And so you're sharing actually ideas that debunks that myth, you know, that it's possible to eat on a budget. Like you said, a lot of the things you mentioned, we're already eating anyway. So, again, you know, we're we're already doing that. We're already eating that. So, again, you know, it's possible you're you're answering our question. We didn't even ask. It is possible to eat healthy 
and not spend your whole paycheck to do it. But, Doc, I think what I'm also hearing Michael talk about is this whole idea of preparing. Yes. Too often we, you know, shot when we're hungry. That's the worst thing to ever do. Right. And then if you're not preparing what you're going to have for the week, um, then we tend to eat those things that we ought not to. And so, Michael, preparing and understanding what you're going to get and then going back to the legumes, the 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 brown rice, the the things that we know are from the earth, right? And so how do we, how do you train your people that you work with to think differently? Because this really is unlearning and a mindset shift that is necessary. So what are some of the strategies that you use? Because again, we're talking about the statistics that is, is demonstrating that we are dying in droves. And so this whole conversation is about some real life activities that one can engage in to really change their numbers and think what I understand. And you talked about the caloric deficit, even intermittent fasting helps with that caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. And I'm understanding from research that I've been doing that even if you make a decision one meal a week or um, even one meal a day, moving to an OMAD diet, you could really change years of abuse of your body in a short period of time. So can you talk to us about how do you work with your clients around really that mindset shift? Oh yeah. It's, it's taking the training wheels off. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I'm talking about starting from scratch because you got to understand like when it comes to this, this, this side of things, when it comes to uh, health, you know, uh, life, health, nutrition and, and food, is, is, I think we got away from it due to the you know, the whole commercialization of food and how we process food because, mm-hmm. you know, your parents and grandparents were growing their stuff, right? And they wasn't, you know, large as a double-wide trailer, right? So they, right. they <laughs> ate they ate natural food, mm-hmm. right? But in, 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 this, in, this, in today's age, in today's state where the, most people are illiterate when it comes to food health, you got to start all the way from scratch. And what I mean all the way from scratch, you got to you gotta literally go to the refrigerator and, and scrap all that stuff out and start fresh, right? Understanding how, hey, just go to Walmart or something and get the the, the, uh, uh, the prep meal containers that come in packs of 10 or sometimes 20, right? And then we're going to get $20, right? We're going to go to Family Dollars or Albertson, something like that, or, or John Eagle. We're going to get this large chicken breast. Plus eight bucks, right? So we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this asparagus. We're gonna get this brown rice. All right, you just spent fifteen hours mm-hmm. with taxes, right? And we're gonna prep this thing out. Right, we're gonna cook it. and We're gonna prep it because you know consistency plus time is how you get results. Mm. But the thing is that most people, and this is the big thing, is that your social circle that also be. You gotta also get rid of that as well because if, if, if a person is unhealthy, most likely the people around them are unhealthy, right? And they're not the ones who being honest with you. Like, hey, you need to get your, your big piece up and, and, and go in the gym and work out and yada, 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 right? And you definitely ain't gonna hear that from the opposite sex. They definitely ain't gonna say that. You're gonna be, you're gonna get locked up in jail and tell us what we can say. You know, hang that one up. Right? So, you know, so you're, you gotta, you gotta make sure that your, that your, your social circle is, 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 is helping you as well in terms of who's going to be there for you and hold you accountable, right? Because sometimes when you're on this journey, it's going to be a lonely journey, right? right. Because you're trying, you got goals and you got, uh, you know, you got goals and you got, 
you know, that news from the doctor saying, hey, you don't start doing this, X, Y, and Z, right? And then now you're on prescriptions. Well, they definitely would love to give you a prescription because mm-hmm. we're going to bill you for it after another year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Right? So to, to cut that off, right, and that's a whole conversation in terms of going to death and pharmacy and, you know, how that leads to the economy and things like that. But, right, you got to start from scratch, right? And then you got to understand that this is this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. But the, the mindset shift is so big because a lot of us is taking cop-outs. Nah, I'm not going to do them squats, man. I'm going to go get a BDF. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, right, if, if you want consistent results, consistency for the time breed results, you got to start off from the mind. You really got to show them, like, Show them, like, hey, we're cleaning this out. We're going to John, we're going to John Nico. We're going to buy this chicken breast. We're going to cook it. We're going to press this out. And this is what we do every Sunday at this time. And the other thing is you can't, you, 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 when you're talking about prepping, you don't get to fry it in, in grease and you don't get to load it up with butter yeah. and you know, all the rest of those things that make it unhealthy, you know, learning. right. Mm-hmm. We get a salad, you know, great. Yeah. You start off, but then you put your ranch on it, your cheese, your eggs and everything else. And you done turned it into a cheeseburger. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? And then what's, and what's crazy is that, you know, every black folks has got an air fryer now because air fryer is a new thing. Guess what air fryers do? It, it's, it, it, it drains the fat. <laughs> <laughs> so who knew? So right. Well, one of the things I, I really love is that consistency plus time equals results. And the other yeah. thing is really clean up your social, you know, circle. We never think about that, right? You know, we're just oh, that's just the way she eats, and we're good. But you know, when you're going uh, with hanging out with people who um, unfortunately may not be very healthy, then you pick up those habits. And so I think I love that, you know, cleaning up our um, social circle because we never talk about that. And we don't have to, we we have to love them and we have to love them into their health, but they can only do the work. And so I really appreciate um, that as well. You've basically given us, we've had this sort of last question um, for you. So I'm going to pivot a little bit and ask you just, um, uh, probably about 30 minutes ago, CNN had put something out in their news feed saying that there's only, um, of the uh, American doctors, there's only 5.7% are African American doctors. And so I'm wondering, this information that you're dropping on us today, I'm wondering if we had more African American physicians, will we be better educated on how um, heart disease and diabetes is really killing us off in droves. Will we, will we have a group of people who would be available to us to um, convey that information more readily to us? Yeah, uh, definitely. Most definitely because, you know, even though we're all part of the, you know, human race and human beings, we're not created equal, right? Our skin is different. So, you know, when it comes to lotion, you like some Certain lotion doesn't work with with melanated skin because mm-hmm. melanin is an alkaloid that a lot of people don't have. Only people with dark skin have. So the product that is made doesn't work for us, right? So same thing when it comes to food, and because our body structure is different. Like you know, black men or just black people in general have more type two fibers than any other person in the world. So when it comes to workout or certain things that um, when it when it that pertains to uh, our body, it, it's different because our chemical makeup is different, right? So if we had more doctors who look like us and talk like us, 
right? Then we understand that, you know, we can get the, the adequate um, and most accurate information in terms of being healthy, right? Because if you, if you go, if you trace our lineage back to Africa, they not eating and prescribing to none of the stuff we're doing right now, right? Because right, right, right. everything came from the earth when it right. comes to, you know, uh, the roots, the essence, the vegetables, everything came from, from the earth because one of the things that you got, you got to think about it, like we're, we're giving everything to heal our, our body, right? It comes from the soil, it comes from the plant, and it comes from the sun, right? It, it, it's rent, exercise, plants, fruits, vegetables, and drinking water. And drinking water. Mm-hmm. Dr. Brock, yeah. drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think we, it, it, here in the West, we're really been so um, brainwashed in the sense to adapt to the, to, to, to the, you know, Western medicine and how we, you know, process about being unhealthy and sick. You, you got to think about it. Someone, 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 someone who gets sick, or are we unhealthy? Or we get the news from the from the doctor. The first thing we think about is a pill, mm, right? Rather than rather than understand like, hold on, hold on, I'm talking about. Let me check what I was eating for the last couple months. Let me see how much rest I was getting the last couple months. What type of macronutrients and micronutrients and that I was getting. And, and when you start to check those things off, you're like, I don't need those pills, man. I just got to cut this bloom crap out and, and, you know, raise my vitamin D and eat my greens and drink more water. Which is 90% of the most unhealthy problems is not drinking water, right? To, 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 to be ad- adequately uh, um, hydrated. hydrated. Yeah. Yeah, to be, yeah, to be, to be hydrated, all you got to do is take your body weight and, and chop that in half an ounce. Right, and that's how much water you need, you know, to have adequate nutrition. I mean, hydration. Well, you know, right? so you know, if I'm, if I'm 180 pounds, I only got to drink 60 ounces of, of, of water. Well, you know, Mike, to your point, Michael, um, I actually personally came through a a health, a health scare. And in that health care, when I went to the doctors, basically the treatment for what they said happened to me was two things. He said exercise and drink water will keep this from happening again. No pill, no nothing. Exercise and drink water literally was the prescription that he gave me for the, it's the issue that I had regarding my heart. He said, exercise and drink water. So you're absolutely right. Listen, we have held you uh, on this podcast and we have given us so much and we could go on and on and on. I want to give you 30 seconds to close out. Uh, and this is the question I'd like to ask you. If you were asked to produce a healthy heart solution kit for a person to follow, what would the Michael Washington healthy heart solution kit include? Oh, my healthy heart uh, uh, kit will include water, uh, coconut water, you know, to help with electrolytes as well, right? Um, at least one green. Uh, you have to dedicate yourself to 30 minutes of exercise. No matter what you're doing, you can be in the treadmill, you can be walking, uh, stair stepper, working out. So it's a 30 minute, 30 minute, um, uh, workout. And then, um, you have to at least read five pages of a, of a self-help book. Self-help. So that was, that was the month. 
Well, sounds excellent. Well, man, I want to thank you for taking this time. And, you know, I always tell people you can get more money, you can get more friends, another car, another house. But what you can't get is more time and time is valuable. You've given us your time and we definitely appreciate you coming on uh, to share your wisdom and knowledge with our listeners, with myself and with Doc, as we are trying to get our people to understand they do not have to die prematurely as a result of heart disease. So I want to thank you personally. And Doc, thank you for bringing such an excellent person. On board. And Michael, you know, as Dr. Brock said, thank you so much for your generosity of your time. You drop in major knowledge with us. And, um, you know, I'm looking at that kit and that kit is doable. So I think I'm going to make, you know, I've been doing some good things around my health, but I think I'm going to in- institute um, some of these things that you also talked about. Have lots of self-help group um, books and that coconut water. I just was introduced to coconut water and it really, it really uh, sustains you. So thank you so much for all that you do all the information that you've shared but just the fact that you are um, an african-american male who's really putting this information out to your friends and our listeners so thank you so much for your time today we really so much appreciate you yeah thank you guys for having me um really appreciate it uh, this is a, 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 a really a pandemic in our community that's not talked about enough all we do is just in the end all we do is just see the end result of it and because I'm pretty sure you had, I had everyone that we know and everybody that died from heart disease, right? So, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important that we continue to, you know, share the message, push the message and understand that, you know, this is something that's very, very detrimental to our communities and we can always be catalysts to change. So, you know, uh, you know, always going to be pushing that message out there. So thanks for having me. Definitely, Mo. We thank you for coming on. And again, uh, you don't have to die. Uh, a premature of heart disease. You've heard some wonderful things from Michael Washington, our special guest, uh, around lifestyle changes and small things you can do to reverse what's happening within you. So again, uh, D squares, I like to call her Dr. Sharon. We thank you for bringing such an excellent guest. Absolutely. And we hope you guys will tune in again on our next episode of what's up. Cause so as we like to say, what's up cause what's up cause until we speak with you guys again next week, stay strong and be blessed. Thank mm-hmm. you.